0: Hey everyone, uh, welcome to uh, Come Follow Me: A Disciple's Journey. I'm here this week with a good friend, uh, Taylor Red Nelson. Uh, at some point in time, he picked up the red. Uh, I mean, if you know him, it, it's uh, obvious why. But at some point, uh, he picked up the red in his name. I'm pretty sure the first time I remember uh, that Earth. that being used in reference to you was when you were running for. <laughs> no, man, the first time I remember that being used really in reference to you was when you were running for student body. President at Dixie State, yeah, and uh, all your all your signs were vote for red, and and for for one reason or another, I I I still think that it was uh, extreme, redheaded bigotry is the reason you didn't win. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> I, you know, I would agree with that. Um, you know, I didn't didn't make it super deep because I I could see the writing on the wall. You know, I could see the bigotry, and I didn't want to subject <laughs> myself and and my family to that. You know, so
0: but taylor is a good friend of mine that i've known for a long time and um i don't know i probably haven't ever shared this enough with him but someone who was really important in my life when i moved to saint george he was uh really one of only a few people who really opened up and let me be his friend um and so that's always meant a lot to me and i've always looked up to him for that so I'm excited to have him join us on the podcast this week. We're, we'll be talking uh, King Benjamin and his address to his people. Um, so, And before we, before we get into that, though, we did, I mean, just a couple weeks ago have a general conference. So I wanted to ask you, Taylor, if there was any, any moments, any speakers, any talks that stood out to you that, um, that really resonated with you.
1: Well, let me just first say... With regards to general conference, um, the biggest thing that stood out to me, um, I I don't know if I was expecting it or not, um, but I you know I expected a little bit more end of the world esque talk, you know, and I think a lot of people yeah. did because you know it feels like everything is crumbling around us right now. Um, and we just we just didn't hear that much of it, and it was awesome mm-hmm. that we didn't hear that much of it and I think the reason why is the gospel shines through all this all this stuff that's going on with the covid nineteen um and what whatever side you're on of it you know i have I have people in my immediate circle that are doomsdayers as far as the virus goes. I mean, they think it's gonna, this, it's gonna sweep the globe like the Spanish flu. Um, and I have people in my inner circle that are on the complete other side, that, you know, that are, you know, that think it's gonna economically destroy the world. Um, and I didn't hear, you know, either, I didn't hear either topic really significantly addressed at conference. And I thought it was rather comforting that we have these 12 apostles, and we have this prophet, and they know what state the world is in, and they're just not that worried about it. What they are worried about is now's the time to spread the gospel more than ever, and what they are focusing on right now, just like they were focusing on in the early 19th century, is Joseph Smith... Saw God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ, and he started. He started the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints as the restored Church of Jesus Christ on the Earth, and the message hasn't changed one bit, even though we were the whole world is shut down right now.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that perspective, and you know, I, I've given some thought to that. That you know, in the you, you brought up the comparison to Spanish flu, that I'm sure the people living in 1918. Also thought the world was crumbling beneath their feet, and that the world was going to end imminently. Oh, definitely. There was a, there was a, this, this, there was a Spanish flu. There was World War One. That, I mean, I, the thing is, you got to realize, right? Is they didn't call it World War One because they didn't know there was going to be a part yeah. two yet. Yeah. So yeah. they called it the Great War or the War to End All Wars. <laughs> like that's exactly. I mean, when you read about like you know wars and rumors of wars. Think about what those people must have been thinking in 1918, 1919, having just lived through the Spanish flu, experiencing World War One, and so yeah, times are tumultuous now, but there have been tumultuous times before. Um, and what I kind of came away from conference thinking along those lines is, I don't know when the world ends. I don't know when when Christ comes and uh, to the to the Mount of Olives and the Jews recognize him as the Messiah. I don't know when that is. But what I do know is that it were 200 years closer than when. God the Father and Jesus Christ, uh, first showed themselves to Joseph Smith. And like you said, that's, what's ma- that's what matters. And I really like that, love that President Nelson, in his opening remarks, uh, pointed that out. That, yeah, look, we need to be prepared physically and temporally. But equally important is our spiritual preparedness. And I, I really felt like that set the tone for conference. That people mentioned things, you know, and, and Elder Holland and a few other people mentioned coronavirus and COVID-19. But it was mostly just kind of peripheral mentions. Yeah. But yeah. the real, the, the focus was, uh, it, and as it always has been at general conference, our spiritual preparedness, because that, that's what matters. Because, if, I mean, as a matter of fact that, uh, you know, to bring this into King Benjamin chapter two, he talks about, uh, yeah, Mosiah. He talks about that it's God that gives us breath. He says, uh, I say unto you that, if you should serve him who has created you from the beginning and is preserving you from day to day, lending you breath that you may live and move and do according to your own will. And he says it again later too, but the point is that God that gives us our daily breath and that we're alive, he could take that. That could end tomorrow from coronavirus. It also could just end because your heart stops beating because God, God willed it and it's your time to go. And the important thing is that we're spiritually prepared to meet our, to meet our maker to look him at, to look up at him and, and have his image ingrained upon our countenances. Yeah. Um yeah. All right, so it's kind of story there. What what anything else from conference that,
1: that you that you think of that you want to share? Yeah, I mean just along those along those lines um you know of the great focus of, you know, sharing the gospel. almost every talk talked about how great it is that the gospel's restored and how we should share that message even more so. Um, And, you know, I came out of conference by the time conference was done. And I'm glad this message or this talk was towards the end. It was D. Todd Christopherson, um, Sunday afternoon. Um, He talked about sharing the message of the restoration and the resurrection. And it came at a perfect time uh, because the more that conference went on um, and the more that theme progressed, I thought less and less about, okay, well, what are they going to say about the end of the world? And. You know, when are they? Yeah. When are they going to tell me when the Savior is is coming again? Um, and my mind shifted from Saturday to Sunday um, about thinking, okay, well, you know, I really need to like, I need to be sharing the gospel more than I am right now. You know, I'm I'm probably not doing a great enough job of sharing the message of the restoration in particular. You know, and so that D Todd Christopherson talk. That was probably the one that stuck in my mind the most out of all of them. Uh, which he gave the he gave the three the three things that we need to do to share the restoration. Um, it was first your love, second your example, and third using the Book of Mormon. Um, yeah, I, that was probably one of the talks that stood out the most to me because it came at the end after I had already been thinking throughout conference, okay, what do I need to do better to share the gospel?
0: Nice. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think it was also Sunday afternoon, President Oaks um, said, many of our members do not fully understand this plan of salvation, which answers most questions about the doctrine and inspired policies of the restored church. We who know God's plan and who have covenanted to participate have a clear responsibility to teach these truths and do all that we can to further them uh, for others and in our own circumstances and mortality. And so I think that the missionary work also involves ministering and ministering to people who uh, are in the church and who should know the plan of salvation better than they do and being able, and, and sharing that with them as well.
1: Um, Sorry about so, that. I don't know. I don't know what's going on on my side over here. So
0: um, let's transition that then into. Uh, well, actually, before we do that, so King Benjamin, um, this gives this great speech, and this week's come follow me is chapters one through three in Mosiah, and it's him preparing his sons, and then the beginning part of his address, and then next week we will be studying. You know, kind of the impacts that it has on his people and their response, and and things like that. And what we see next week is that the, his his address had a great impact and influence on them. Um, so maybe whether it's this conference or any other past conference, has there or and and maybe even it's a specific apostle or uh, speaker. Is there someone or a or specific talk that has had a, a great impact on you that you like love to go back and listen to or reread?
1: Oh, good question, And I the most taught the talks that I think of the most are probably talks by Jeffrey R Holland. Um, he's such a good he delivers so well, you know, um, and probably the ones that. The one that I remember the most—I can't remember what year it was—but it, was it was a really strong. Um, it was a really strong talk about, you know, what the Savior was experiencing, as he went through the atonement, um, and as he was, you know, he he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and on the cross, and you know how he must have felt when, you know, when he finally had to just take the journey. And take it all upon himself, you know, without the presence of, without the presence of his father. Um, I always go back to that as my favorite um, because that, I don't know, just the atonement and that experience. I find that somehow in a weird way relatable to just what we're doing every day. Um, I mean, as we're going through trials and stuff, I I don't know, I kind of, I kind of link it to the scripture in, dnc i think it's i think it's 121 um you know that they're suffering in jail and you know mm. Joseph smith he, he asked the lord like why do you why do you got to let us go through all this and the lord says well if if they your enemies take your kids away from you by sword and you suffer all of these things you know you haven't suffered as much as jesus christ you know you haven't descended yeah. Where he's descended. Um, and he asked, Art thou greater than he? Right? Um, so I always go back to that when Jeffrey R. Holland talked about that because he, like, I feel like he captured that whole experience and, like, just the devastation of, you know, Christ having to go through that and be left alone eventually.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it really, it kind of helps me relate to when I'm going through stuff and trials. And I can, and I'm kind of starting to feel that devastation and it kind of lifts me back up, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and so, yeah, that's uh, well, April, 2009. I think none were with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the and, one. and uh, how perfect that is. Cause I mean, really like the pinnacle of uh, King Benjamin's address to his people and then their response and everything is chapter three and it's King Benjamin relaying what an angel taught him about the atonement. It's all about yeah. what, that Christ was going to come and what he was going to suffer and what that was going, what that, what that meant and what that would, what that meant for them and what it would mean. Um, and so, that, yeah, I think that that, I mean, there's probably a reason that that's the pinnacle of this and something that you, uh, you know, relate so strongly to is that it, that, that's what it's all about is the atonement of Christ and his, his ability and his power to be able to cleanse us and heal us and carry us through hard times, uh, because of what he did. Um, so, uh, man, I don't, King Benjamin, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, his, his focus on serving. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he mentioned service a bunch of times and especially in chapter two. Um, and right now I feel like maybe it's just me, but with the world just being so weird right now, finding ways to serve others is is a little bit uh, different. Uh, but I don't think the importance of serving has has stopped. I think that if anything, it's increased. Uh, have you? I mean, put you on the spot here a bit. But have you had any experiences in the last you know few weeks while when life has been weird and different with? Uh, I mean, serving someone, someone serving you, something you've seen that's maybe different and unique because of our situation.
1: For sure. I've, uh, you know, just my, my neighbors across the street, just, just the other day, I mean, they were, they were kind of redoing their yard cause they had a little extra time on their hands. Like most of us do. Um, they had a big mm-hmm. pile of, they had a big pile of rocks. Um, <laughs> and they, they tracked me down and, and they said, hey, I uh, well, wonder if you want these rocks. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, when I get the time, I'll, I would be. I would love to come over and grab them. Um, and my neighbor across the street, he said, oh, no worries. I got it. Like, you, you got work to do and school and all that stuff still. Um, I don't have anything going on right now. So I'll just wheel them on over. And this guy wheeled over across the street. I mean, he wheeled over like six wheelbounds.
0: We'll try to stitch this together with some editing. Uh, but Taylor was telling us we had some technical difficulties. You're telling us that you, so your neighbor was bringing brought you over the rocks.
1: Yeah. So it's it. I don't know. It's a small thing, but this guy he brought me over these rocks, and like we were friendly before, but our relationship because of the small service that he offered and like bringing the rocks over, uh, our relationship is like 10 X what it was before. I feel like I feel like I know these people way better than I did before. And it's not like I spent all this time like getting to know him and talking to him yeah. and stuff. We just raked rocks together and he <laughs> wheeled them over. But I feel like we're legitimately like we're like brothers in Christ now, you know? We're <laughs> we're like we have a real relationship now where we didn't really have that before, and all it took was a very simple act of service, like a minimal act of service. Um so what I was saying is I I mean, I haven't been able to been able to serve other people that much in the first couple of weeks of all this that's been going on. But that experience has really driven me to kind of look outwardly now um that everything's kind of calmed down and is in a stable pattern i really want to look outwardly and seek to serve and help those that i minister to a little bit more um because i think that's a real thing the relationship building yeah
0: that's awesome uh and just for those of you guys listening uh taylor and his wife are actually pretty awesome people they um for have been heavily involved for the last you know several years now in helping to t- take care of his wife's mother who has a, a pretty rare um, disorder yeah and uh, and I know that that's been it's been a labor of love and it's been intense and um, they' that's something that they do that they live with basically day in and day out at this point um, but so I, I just before before Taylor try, tries to leave without without uh <laughs> by saying that he's not hasn't done much but
1: um <laughs> the funny used- thing about that situation is we've been you know we've been in that situation for so long that it's it it almost is just like day to day now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah we have a hard time you know counting well, it as official service <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's the thing though right is that's the way that the atonement works and in, in when we have a any trial that we have or any hardship is when we turn to him and we are, I mean, it's a great segue, I guess, into the end of second or chapter two of Mosiah. Yeah. He, he says, and moreover, I would uh, desire that you sh- uh, should consider on the blessed and happy state of those who keep the commandments of God. That You can be having a hard time and being going, having that a difficulty, a trial, some weight to carry. But if you keep the commandments and you turn to Christ, then you can be blessed and happy. And yeah, yeah. he makes your burdens light and helps. to, And he eases those burden, those burdens and takes them from you uh, so that you can't fill them. Even at times it becomes day to day. It's just your normal life. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's kind. Of, that was actually the last, this is the last question I actually had planned for you, Taylor, um, unless something else comes up that I blindside you with. And that is, so th- this verse says, would they should consider upon the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God? For behold, they are blessed in all things, both temporally and spiritually. And if they hold out faithful uh, to the end, they are received into heaven that thereby they may dwell with God in a state of never ending happiness. Oh, remember, remember that these things are true for the Lord God has spoken it. So I want to ask you: how Have you seen in your life um, that keeping the commandments and being obedient to the commandments has blessed you uh, in all things, spiritual and temporal?
1: Uh, you know what, dude it's it, it's impossible to it's impossible to even measure uh, because I look around me, um, I you know I see a lot of people that you know they get down on life and down on down on their situation. And I mean, I get, you know, I have those moments of stress. Um, I have those moments of, you know, where, where things are just piling up and I just, you know, it's really hard to handle everything that's going on. Um, But you would probably attest, I am a pretty happy guy. Um, I (laughs) I carry a lot of joy and a lot of happiness with me. And I tend to try and carry that. And it It's not a it's not a very heavy effort that I make to carry that joy with me. And I think part of the reason that that joy is with me so much is because my parents just did a, such a good job of ingraining the commandments and keeping the commandments in me. Um, you know, I that my motto really in life is just do what you're supposed to keep the commandments and the Lord will take care of you. I remember I remember my mission president. He was he was a big finance guy. He was a CFO at a Price Waterhouse Cooper's before he was his mission. We he was a mission president. He would ask all of his missionaries in their exit interview, like, Okay, well, you know, Elder, what's your what's your plan for life now? You know, now that you're yeah. done with your mission. This is their exit interview. And I remember I remember looking at him and just saying, I don't know. Like, I don't have any plan. Like, my plan is to get home, find a wife, and just honor my priesthood and keep the commandments. And I've taught people every day on my mission that if people would just keep the commandments, that they would be blessed and happy. That Mosiah 2.41, I read that to people multiple times like honestly every day multiple times a day i would read that to people Mm. and i believed it i believed it i still do believe it if you keep the commandments and you do what you should you will be blessed and happy uh no matter what your financial situation is no matter what your physical situation is i know people in you know in a wide variety of financial and physical situations and everyone who keeps the commandments are they're blessed in their own way and they all have this joy. And I think, I think I have that to an extent and I totally attribute it to my parents. Just, just teaching me the ways and teaching me that, that I can be that way and I can be happy no matter what happens because I'm keeping the commandments and I'm so appreciative of them for that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And i make makes me think of early on in Matthew, uh, Christ and the uh, his and his followers uh, they get on a boat right and uh, storm comes up Christ is asleep and for a time they don't wake him and then until it's like it's they're about to die it's like dire situation People. and they go and wake him up and they say he's, they say carest thou not that we perish and he rebukes them for having little faith and then he calms the seas and what I think of of keeping the commandments is, just because we keep the commandments, doesn't mean we're not going to face storms in our life, and there's not that doesn't mean there's not going to be hard times, uh, because mortality is hard. And but what it means is that we can have the Savior in our boat, that we can go to Him, and He can calm those storms, and He can calm the storms in our in our soul, in our heart. Even if even if the storm still rages on outside, and if the circumstances that we're going through don't change, he can be with us if if we are with him, if we are keeping his commandments. Yeah, and that's that's what I've always thought about that scripture and that verse from from King Benjamin at the end of Mosiah chapter two, is that's the that's what brings that happiness and that peace and blessings of of temporally and spiritually is it's it, it's being with him, walking with him. And if we choose to walk a different way, then that's our choice, and we have that choice. But then we don't get to choose to have him with us. We went a different way. Yeah. Um, but uh, Taylor, I appreciate your time, and I think thanks for your testimony and sharing your your thoughts and your insights. Um, I always uh, enjoy talking with you. Oh,
1: well, it was a pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure.
0: Uh, everyone, thanks for listening, and we'll talk next week.